0: And i did like heaps of racing i like went to europe had like no real plan and flew to portugal and started racing there and then pretty much raced all the way through europe with just winging it getting a lift with whoever and going from there to get to the next race and then just doing it as did as many races as i could so that i figured out how to race over there yeah yeah because it's not the same as racing here
1: Hello and welcome to Pedaling Podcast. I'm your host, John Pears, and I'll be peddling back from New Zealand, back to the UK, 20,000 kilometres, one year on a really, really small budget, and my mission is to bring you those cycling stories from around the world. So whether it's in Australia, whether it's in India, whether it's in Turkey, it's all going to be interesting, and I hope to understand the motivation behind why people cycle and why people are involved in the community and doing those exceptional things. So if you're interested in hearing about the stories and also hearing about the bikepacking trip itself, something I've never done before and something that's a bit of a challenge to myself, then follow along on Instagram as well, Pedaling Podcast and also online pedalingpodcast.com and obviously subscribe to this podcast. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another show. Uh, it's me, John Pears, Pedaling Podcast. Um not sure what episode this is now i think it's like 10 or something like that it's uh it's been pretty incredible journey so far and um i'm looking forward to the next big chapter which is coming up pretty soon actually uh, in a four weeks time i take a flight over to sydney where i really start my uh first part of my adventure pedaling across uh, australia uh, and talking to the people along the way as well in this show uh, i'm talking to, talking to wind masters a uh, downhill mountain bike from new zealand and pretty like incredible story actually um, I've never actually been so humbled by someone's approach to to their sport um, and actually even more interesting is we, we did this kind of organization all through Instagram you know I was somewhere in the South Island of New Zealand and I was like dude I want to talk to you on the way back um, is that cool is like, oh, I'm you know maybe busy maybe not you know let me know and then one day I was in Wellington and heading north towards where he lives in, in New Plymouth uh, during the off season and uh, I was like dude I'm coming you know what, what's up and he's like yeah yeah cool I'm, I'm, I'm free in the evening um, so he messaged me dude I finished my dinner come round." so I popped around there at like eight nine o'clock in the evening pretty much getting getting dark by that point and uh, I turned up to his house which is his uh, parents house um, that he grew up in and we just basically sat out in the garden sat down on a bench and just you know spoke for for an hour about his journey to where he is now and how he got there and if you are ever wondering what a what a real kiwi is i mean i think this is this is the guy because i've never met someone that's such a big part of his career and such an athlete and and how down to earth and um relaxed he is about the whole situation you know sometimes when you talk to athletes there's always this kind of element of um of eliteness or um or some 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 big sacrifice they kind of make and i was expecting to to hear all that but in this conversation you'll hear um he's really actually quite down to earth about everything you know there's a there's a certain spirit to him that um you can't deny when it comes to to riding just loving riding bikes so i really hope you enjoy this um i really hope you kind of take something from it as well Uh, and also follow him on on instagram as well because there's some really interesting stuff that comes out of his his work so sit back enjoy the show uh don't forget to follow me on instagram it's where i do all my kind of interesting stuff uh things like mail monday which is something where i post a a postcard to a random subscriber listener if you vote um from anywhere in the world as i cycle back home quite interesting to do that and write a letter to someone it's pretty kind of unique and i'm kind of enjoying it so uh follow along for that also i'm releasing uh more uh regular episodes of the whole bikepacking journey as well so each week i'll have an interview with someone and then i'll have a bikepacking episode as well which is me talking about the journey the plans the itinerary the influences um maybe i'll have many interviews in there as well Uh, so i released one about four four days ago which is me sort of talking about the the whole trip itself so if you want to know a bit more about the journey i'm going to make um some of the issues i have Um, the the equipment I'm using then just jump over have a listen and kind of get an update on that as well it might be good for anyone out there that's thinking about bikepacking or interested in that kind of scene uh, and wants to know a bit more but also someone that wants to follow the journey rather than actually getting all the final advice you know this is more like me uh, discovering things as I go and kind of sharing it as well so if you're interested in that kind of stuff quite interesting to to follow along so anyway I'll get on with the show so I'm talking with Win Masters um, incredible guy enjoy the show and um, give me a follow and a like and a review whatever so where are we who are
0: you Um, well I'm Win Masters and we're pretty much here in my backyard in New Plymouth Taranaki and uh, yeah I ride, ride race
1: do wheelies and uh travel the world racing mountain bikes pretty much. So a question I got, cuz I'm an English guy, you know, used to English names like John and Matthew and Michael kind of stuff when I saw Win Masters. Yeah. I was like that's a pretty cool name. Is that is it is it is it your real name? Uh it's,
0: well, yeah, it is my real name, but um it's short for Wynyard. Okay. So
1: yeah, it's a Welsh name, I think. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So does that name stand out more in the kind of Mountain bike scene because it's quite unique. Like masters win masters is pretty yeah maybe. Cool.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people remember, so it's good. Yeah. So but make make a good
1: impression and then they remember anyway. So yeah, it's all good. Cool. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk, one of the main reasons, because you want to ride bikes. I mean, I'm not a big mountain biker. I I, I know the scene of mountain biking uh, downhill, but we can talk about that stuff anyway. Like that, yeah. you know how you got into it and stuff. But the main reason was that you just love riding bikes and everything I've seen of you on Instagram on online and stuff you've kind of always said the same thing I just want to ride bikes I just want to go out riding bikes and you'll see you riding BMX riding mountain bike riding road bike
0: yeah yeah um, whatever cyclocross yeah it was the other week oh cyclocross. we've got to talk about that we've yeah. got to leave that till later cause yeah. that's amazing but nah it doesn't really matter which bike but all bikes are good so yeah pretty much just ride everything but my main thing is racing downhill enduro mm. so that's what keeps me in the job with GT but um also all the videos and everything else that goes with it so so i kind of got to do a bit of everything and I, I enjoy doing that as well it's just mixing it up riding whatever
1: so take me back to like how you got into how, how, when did you first pick up a bike um or when do you remember picking up a bike well probably just riding
0: around here in the back in New Plymouth yeah yeah when I would have been four or five I, four or five I can probably remember but you can't remember before that, but maybe I was riding before that, I can't remember.
1: So was there like any like family kind of riding bikes? And yeah, well
0: like with it? my brother. Yeah, yeah. We've always been kind of competitive. He's two years younger, so it was always a little competition with something, and then we're always riding, so um, we'd always ride around this backyard, and we also, my mum's into horses, so we rode horses. Yeah. We both had ponies, and then we'd go to competitions, but, um.
1: You actually like competing
0: with ponies. yeah we do like show jumping and stuff like that
1: <laughs> but, how old were you then
0: ah uh, for probably from five to 12 and then we sold the the pony because we wanted a mountain bike okay yeah and then so there, convinced you convinced your family to get rid of the pony my mum, yeah it nice. was she was disappointed but uh yeah we <laughs> got a got a mountain bike and then from there it was no turning back mm. we pretty much um dug the whole backyard up down down the back of our house and um build a big jump park so it just progressed from very small th- jumps to like the whole place was dug up yeah yeah and yeah there would have been thousands of hours but
1: a so lot what, of, what lot was of, <coughs> So when, when you're out there digging making these jumps you know obviously you're not thinking about future career that kind of stuff at not that really, button, really no but you're
0: not, just not at that stage no you just want to ride and enjoy riding and kind of project progress your riding and that those jumps got bigger every, all the time and then you're always progressing so it's mm. good or learning a new track or doing something
1: but so when you're doing it doing it with your brother do you think that makes a big difference like having your brother compete and pushing the heights pushing the holes pushing the yeah it was good because
0: with you've always got that brotherly competition and um, I don't know you got to try and beat each other every time so it probably makes both of you better so yeah, yeah. worked
1: out good in the long run we both do this for a job now so mm. pretty lucky you know i saw in one of your videos you said something about um getting you beaten by your brother is probably big better than getting beaten by one of the euros
0: yeah yeah well
1: um
0: i don't know if i'm gonna get beaten by anyone to be better than to be beaten by him mm. then you know you're least proud of what
1: he done yeah, and yeah. you know where he came from so it's quite good yeah. so i also read somewhere that when you when you <laughs> you were going to school and skipping school to go ride your bike
0: yeah quite often we we, we grew up here until like 12 and then i went to boarding school in Wanganui, so like two hours away and um pretty much got figured out what we could skip in classes mm. and then, and then uh, Sam Blinkertop, another mountain bike guy he, he lived down there and just pretty much started riding with me and then we just meet up and go riding all the time during the day as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, so how did, how did you actually get away with like getting out of school, riding your bike, and managing uh, to? Well, it
0: was pretty easy, because some of the classes didn't really enjoy me attending anyway, so, because I wasn't really focused, so. Okay, so you not I remember was in, kind of a, you didn't in say anything? S- in the seventh, like my last year, the, the teacher's like, well, do you even want to be here? Because I kept falling asleep <laughs> in the class, because it was quite boring. <laughs> And I'm pretty good at sleeping anyway, so <laughs> he like, do you even want to be here? And I said, no. And he said, oh, you can leave then. And I said, all right, see ya. No and, way. And didn't go to the class again, and I passed that subject. So I was like, sweet. Because <laughs> so you never turned up to the class, you passed the subject. And you yeah, I passed the subject somehow, and um, never went to his class. That's amazing. And, and all of the, the rest of the class started laughing, because I just <laughs> walked out. He well, he's like, if I don't want to be here, then just go. And I was like, all right, well, I'm leaving yeah <laughs> but yeah i fell
1: asleep in class quite a lot okay yeah so you were sleeping in class riding your mountain bike What's not yeah in and class? road
0: bike as well okay so i do, I do probably like i don't know i did quite a few k's by myself just go out into the middle of nowhere and ride and then
1: come back to the school and get my mountain bike and go mountain biking all afternoon mm. that's interesting because most people i meet who are roadies kind of don't really do like mountain biking and the same vice versa and the people that do mountain biking whenever i talk to them about Riding road, they're like, oh yeah, it's a bit boring, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Why? Well, it has its place. Yeah. But I, I don't do it all the time. But
0: it's good sometimes. Mm.
1: Yeah. So like, so you, so I guess you finish school. You're still riding mountain bike. And what, what happened, kind of, from then on? Ah. Uh, you're getting bitten hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, yeah, finished school, um.
0: And then, I pretty much had to i'd go to work pretty much it was either i like go to work or go to uni, uni-, uni mm. university or so i was like well i'd probably rather make some money and i didn't know what i wanted to do so i was not like gonna go to university and just do something for the sake of it yeah, yeah. which is like a lot of people do um so i just worked shitty labor jobs around here in new Plymouth for maybe a
1: think like, like a year and a bit mm maybe a year and a half and, and at this point like with your mountain bike kind of career is it is it is, it, is that in your mind you yeah thinking, i knew I that
0: that's what i wanted to do the whole time yeah yeah but um it's pretty far away when i'm working a shitty job at the sawmill yeah, stacking yeah, yeah. timber or whatever um <laughs> that's about as far away as away as you can get but i did just want to make some money and then i pretty much i was into kind of cars for a little bit but it's just something to do here in new Plymouth in the winter mm. and there's not much going on so, so i did that for a little bit and then i was like oh i'm not really getting anywhere there was world champs in Rotorua in 2006 so i did like the race the four cross yeah and then i was like well i've got to start making some more progress because like you can't really make enough money here doing like a labor job whereas in australia you could so i moved to australia for two years and then saved the money to go to race in europe Okay and then from there just worked laboring jobs pretty much and worked in the mines a little bit in Australia
1: so so I want to like see so because some people like imagine that all have this kind of like career aspiration they want to do this they want to do that and they get they're, they're looking for money to to keep going and get get things going but the end up kinda is of like that idea just falls away a little bit. Was that that ever kind of like when you are uh, working and making money you're thinking, you know what, actually or was it always something you were doing it didn't matter how you were gonna get there? Well, I was not really enjoying the jobs that I was doing, so I was like Which helps, right? Kind it's of nice. always wanted to do
0: what I... ride bikes and race overseas, so it was like uh, kind of had to make it happen and mm. I wasn't doing it here in New of Flight. Like, maybe at that point I was kind of not getting far, but then I was like, Gotta try and make something of this and yeah, yeah. actually have a go. Rather than,
1: I know you then you, if you didn't, then you'll regret it for years to come. So, yeah. and what about like, um, like you know, managing yourself with the bike and stuff? Are you kind of like training a lot? Are you kind of progressing yourself whilst working, or are you just like uh, a little bit working a little bit,
0: but working a lot and then ride when I can. Mm. And then in Australia, I'd ride in the weekend, but quite often work weekends as well so okay just save as much as I can and it was pretty physical work so I was pretty fit but just strong but not really on the bike all the time yeah but we do downhill quite a bit because I lived in Cairns and it's easier to do downhill mm. so that was
1: probably a good good thing so because the, the way I kind of look at the, the the whole road scene you know like there's these athletes and after like train like kind of all morning sleep all yeah, day yeah. do that kind of stuff again and again and again it's kind of like and they have to push 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 for years and years and years to kind of reach that top level yeah and then uh but you're kind of like working and kind of getting in cycling and still kind of like getting to the point where you can compete like yeah, yeah. is that just like the difference between road and mountain biking that you it's it's uh, I, think, I guess it's more skill rather than
0: fitness. yeah yeah yeah. while well, in downhill i think yeah you can get away with just riding your bike mm um if you just did downhill then if you just did downhill all the time you probably be faster downhill so you don't have to do all this other stuff but now it's at the level like it's pretty professional now so it's like you've got to really you have to be an put everything now. into it but when i kind of came into it i could still get away with working all the time and riding downhill like i got away with it but i would have done better if i'd have trained more you mm-hmm. know but i didn't have time or money to do that so i just went and had to go you know Mm. and i did like heaps of racing i like went to europe had like no real plan and flew to portugal and started racing there and then pretty much raced all the way through europe with just winging it getting a lift with whoever and going from there to get to the next race and then just doing it as did as many races as i could so that i figured out how to
1: race over there yeah yeah because it's not the same as racing here so so when you see so you've, you've you've saved up loads of dosh, you've come back home. You've, you're like, okay, I'm going over to Europe to, to yeah. start racing. What do you what do you actually do? How do you know where to go? How do you know where? Well, to start?
0: I knew one guy in Portugal. So in, and and there was always this pre-season race in Portugal in March, I think, which is real early to go. Hmm. But I was like, oh, go well, go to that because I know the one guy because one of my friends knew this one guy. So I was like, sweet. He said he can pick me up
1: and take me to the race. so I was like, sweet, let's go. And you just enter an amateur race and then no it was
0: was a pro race but it's like um like big pre-season race for a lot of the world cup riders okay okay and then so i just went to that that so it started like with quite a hard race and then and you're riding without any team you're riding solo yeah just just by myself just went with those portuguese guys that i didn't understand (laughs) and and they were stoked that i came anyway and then from there they kind of looked after me and then i met some english guy alex evans that took me to the next like three races i think yeah and i just slept on yeah he, he had a tent and i think he had a air bed and i slept in his van he slept outside in the tent
1: <laughs> so, so, th- so is this around the same time as that picture i wanted to talk to you about
0: no that, that would have been in new zealand that picture where i was um sleeping outside the car with uh probably
1: five or six bikes on the back yeah 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 And it's a tiny car you
0: know yeah we well we, we had a bigger we had a van And we were going to the south island for the nationals so so we were like um all set all packed we had like uh i think four of us in the van and then we were heading down like everything was packed and then the van broke down (laughs) so it only had fourth gear Fuck. so like fourth gear was the only gear so we had to get it like at the traffic light have to get the two guys to jump out and push it to it's rolling enough to to let the clutch out and roll and forth mm. and start like a tractor <laughs> <laughs> and then take off we get enough speed to run fourth gear and so we drove we drove from like um an hour north of wellington all the way to christchurch in fourth gear Wellington to christchurch yeah so you're jumping on the ferry then yeah, back yeah, off yeah. and then yeah yeah got back towed off the ferry with a tractor yeah. and then drove all the way to Christchurch
1: which is had to, hit all like the corners,
0: had to hit all the corners fast but we stopped one night in Blenheim and we had to hit the, um, the speed bumps real fast in town and the two of the guys bikes were on the back of the van and they fell off but we didn't know because it was quite we like hit them fast yeah, yeah. we didn't hear the bikes fall off and then the bikes were gone No way. and it's on a Saturday night in Blenheim and someone <laughs> someone coming home from the town jumped on them, rode off because they saw on the CCTV no way so they they had to get new bikes so that was, that was already <laughs> the start of the bad trip and I then think we people
1: would have just gone home No, nah,
0: yeah, so they lost their bikes but I still had my bikes because they were inside and the other guy had his bike and then so we kept going there like they got insurance and then got a new bike or they just bought a new bike straight mm. up I think and then we kept going to Christchurch but then the van needed fixing and it wasn't simple it like needed a whole new gearbox so we left it there and bought a car for five hundred dollars, and we bought that small car, but it didn't have a tow ball, so we just tied the bike rack on the back, <laughs> and then drove to Wanaka. Uh, th-
1: th- th- and I then,
0: th- then we just arrived in Wanaka, and we didn't have a plane, so we was sleeping outside. So. Mm.
1: Yeah, fuck, amazing. So, 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 what happens then when you've been taken to a wing by this English guy you were saying as well? He took you to some races and then. Yeah, well, he kind of hooked me up. He, he was heading to all the races anyway
0: So it was kind of good Because then share the cost a bit mm. And I was like Shit, the tolls are expensive Because we don't have tolls in New Zealand yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was like Holy shit <laughs> But it was the whole affair. I had to pay all the tolls I think And he paid the fuel or something It was a deal like that the same. Like It was a good deal yeah, But yeah. I didn't expect all this cost From the tolls and stuff So I was mm. like shit Yeah, if you want to get anywhere I, didn't, I was on a low budget, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah and We had to drive across France To get back to Morzine I think But then Um yeah, he just hooked me up and took took me uh to to those three races. So it was like Portuguese national, Spanish national, and uh, race in the South Front. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty good. So this right. is your
1: first season as well. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And so I was like, I think the Portuguese race I got fourth
1: or something, and then. And you're winning money at that point as well.
0: Yeah, oh, a little bit, not yeah. much. Enough for it one. Do, it doesn't doesn't pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> All your tolls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might pay some of your tolls but not much. But um yeah, I was like I was stoked if I got any money, so I was like, sweet. I think I got four for that race, then not sure on the Spanish one, I know I had a big crash and then I had to lie in the van for a while. Shit, it's Because my happened. back was real sore. But it was alright. Hmm. Yeah. And what like, the crashing is like and, standard. and his airbed had a hole in it so I kept waking up on the floor of the van, like the wooden floor.
1: <laughs> so you were deflating every night. Yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. It was oh, a deflating wait. experience. So it gets better from here, right? Wow, well, we, slowly. Yeah. So what I year is this then?
1: What year were we talking about? 2008's first year that I raced in Europe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, you so you're constantly like, what? Still doing the same thing for the next what year or so and another season? Oh no,
0: just that season really. So that that first year I just paid for it myself all, and had no real help. And then just winged it. I just kind of travelled around and didn't really even change much stuff on my bike my bike would just wear, wear down slowly as the season went on <laughs> and then eventually by the end of the season it had no like all the spider on the chain crank was broken so i had no chain nothing just the cranks <laughs> <laughs> so you made it to the end of the season with a broken bike basically like... yeah, yeah the frame was cracked as well the whole time so i was like it was a bit dangerous but i was meant to get a new one and they sent it out and then it didn't arrive mm. it so got lost in the post
1: And so I didn't get the new frame that I was looking forward to. So most people would probably be like, yeah, no, you know what? This is this is about enough of this. I'm gonna go back to the mining. Yeah, but it's I don't know. Not really the way the
0: you know Kiwis just have a crack and Mm. see where you end up. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So would you say like you know being able to do what you did in that first year and kind of like save up and do it? You're pretty down to earth. I mean, I'm sitting. You know, we organise this conversation via Instagram and we're sitting in front of your family home yeah, <laughs> yeah. chatting, so it's all pretty like, you're a pretty easy going guy. Do you think that kind of like, that, that is the Kiwi way and that's something that's helped yeah, you? Yeah, for of sure like,
0: um yeah Kiwis are pretty open to everyone and yeah. uh, always have a chat and not, there's no ego in New Zealand like, even with the top riders or anything that's not, not really allowed, you know. Hmm you can't be like that you've got to be humble if you're from New Zealand mm. even like the All Blacks the coaches constantly telling the players they have to be humble because that's the, the way to be yeah, yeah
1: yeah, so so, so, what kind of like what happens between like making it work in the first season to going into the next few seasons then uh, well then I met a few people over there because I was not
0: some of my results were pretty good like I think a um, couple of top 30 results in the world cup and so i was beating some guys that were on big teams and stuff so okay then a couple people start to notice and then it was like um italian brand ancelotti bikes they they picked me up and they were like kind of a they're building handmade frames father and son in their garage in near florence yeah and they picked me up and brooke mcdonald who's like another good kiwi rider and from there we were, we we based in um tuscany somewhere on this mountain and just trained there and they'd take us to all the races that's so a bad we, place to be then they'd take us back to this place and we'd just be there training yeah, yeah. but we'd just be there by ourselves because it was a ski resort but we're there in summer so a small little ski resort in the middle of nowhere and they they would like feed us during the day like all the staff would be there during the day but then everyone goes back home mm. and we'd sleep in this apartment building that's all the accommodation for winter but like right at the top and no one else in there <laughs> so, it was, so yeah, you had this had, whole mountain yeah we had the whole yourself. place to ourselves, but it yeah, was pretty quiet <laughs> <laughs> it was good though would do heaps of riding because they just had this one lift but it'd only go every half hour mm. but it'd be like a i think it was a nine minute run down so we did quite a lot of big long runs, mm. and it was probably pretty good for both of us.
1: So, so and when you when you're like doing the runs, and you're are you are you just this is this is a non mountain biker asking a mountain biker pro this question. Yeah. But when you're doing these runs, what it what are, is it always about? What going the fastest you can, getting from A to B the fastest you can, or is it the right lines, or is it the right yeah bit but technique? But bit of everything, like you kind of yeah, you want to do the fast
0: full run yeah but like normally a downhill race is maximum five minutes so we're training on this nine minute track okay it's quite good for for like your fitness and stuff Hmm. and it was nine minutes of good track so it's good work on your technique and ride it when it's raining whatever snowing okay it doesn't matter you would still ride you know yeah yeah yeah. and we had nothing else to do so if we didn't ride during the day like if we had a day off it was quite boring (laughs) Well, then we just eat food, and that's what we do. Like, because they had a restaurant and stuff there, mm. and they'd feed us and everything. It was like pretty good setup. They looked after us well.
1: So, what was it like getting your first deal then? When it, when that came about, like, did they just someone? Just well, reach that was like and... the dream, you know. Yeah. Like, it, there was no not money involved with that one,
0: but it's like they paid for us to do most of the racing, and we had full support. We like stripped our bike every every day, pretty much, and always working on the bike. The Guy Tommaso and his father, um, they'd always be working on our bikes and pulling them down. So it was mm. p- pretty good, like
1: going from one extreme
0: to the next. You know, like where everything's looked after.
1: And that, that 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 so that first season you had when you're kind of like just basically doing your thing, competing. Yeah. You know, I guess like for road cyclists, they're kind of like it's all about who you know in teams and stuff. It's all about you know having the connections and going out to Belgium and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you're just out there just basically just beating other people is that like did you, did you intentionally go out to do that to find a team to, to, yeah to pretty and much like
0: um just have a go and see where you end up mm. and not many people really crack through but if if you gotta like i know if you've got a good character and you talk to everyone then you meet enough people already then you're already sitting off on the right foot and i had to talk to everyone anyway because i had no plan or to get to the next race or anything so mm. you have to you have to meet everyone yeah 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 then oh can you take my bike or you can you do this or can i borrow your old tire or whatever mm. and then you're already meeting everyone so i know that already worked in my favor and then if you get some results well then they start to look you know
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so what so like you're, you're so you're hanging out in in you know, on, on this lonely mountain for, for, for the year. Like, What happened in that, that second season then? What was that like?
0: Yeah, that was good. We got, well, I had a couple of injuries, but I still got some good results. And Brooke uh, won the Junior World Champs from that. So it was pretty okay. good. And real good for that brand, like small little Italian brand. And suddenly they had all these people that wanted to order frames with New Zealand graphics on them. Really? <laughs> yeah, because we had like custom ones for the World Champs and they looked pretty track. Like the bite was all polished yeah yeah yeah. and then it had the new zealand flag and stuff on it like on the logos and it looked pretty good and
1: these are people back back home ordering these
0: no nah, or in just... italy yeah oh, wow. they all wanted to order that bike because we rode it at then all the nationals and we did well at most of the nationals mm. so like it kind of probably was real good for the italian scene as well there, there was a couple of kiwi guys showing up and then another kiwi guy on another italian team so we had like pretty good time eh? yeah yeah, yeah. And they had a lot of good races in Italy. So it's pretty good. And they're quite welcoming you
1: know, as people. Mm. So it's good. So so, so, what kind of happens from, from that onwards then? Uh, well, then... So how long how
0: long you with the team for? Just did that one season with that team and then on to another Italian team. Okay. So kind of rode Italian teams for a few years. Mm. And then... So did... 2009 with them and then 2010 with another italian team um and had a pretty good season signed for another team like an austrian team in 2011
1: hello listeners midway point dropping uh service announcement if you might I just want to kind of say thank you to everyone that has listened to the show and has shared it and told people about it and listened and reviewed it and followed me. It's really, really cool to see the listeners grow each week. Uh, from the beginning, it was a few people uh, to uh, the next one, it was a few more people. Uh, and today, it's, it's, it's a lot more people. So it's slowly growing and it's just a thanks to you guys for sharing it and telling people about it, listening to it each week and finding it useful. So keep telling people about it keep allowing it to grow uh, and I can do more stuff uh, and I can talk to more interesting people on the way so thank you and by the way if uh, if you're a bit squeamish I'd um, you know close your ears for the next few moments because he's gonna tell you something pretty pretty tough to deal with. Good luck
0: and then I had like troubles with injury like for quite a while and these are like, injuries from from you yeah, had the a crash track. Had a crash in New Zealand Yeah And my arm like Um Smashed into a rock And it like Snapped both the bones And then The, the bone got Went like Into the ground Oh So it, like Cause it came out And then it went into the ground and Then it went back in my arm
1: uh, Cause I was happen? like Tumbling Yeah yeah And then uh How did you know it snapped off And hit the ground And then come back in At the moment
0: it was tumbling?
1: Cause it, There was a big hole
0: In the side of it And it they like, oh yeah, it's a compound fracture. So it came out, the bone went in the ground, and then came back in because I kept falling. And then the, um, they fixed it, but it got infected. So then it, mm. a week later, I was feeling real sick, like. And when they clean, like
1: when they fix it, they have to clean that stuff out, right? Which yeah, is yeah
0: not But it wouldn't have been clean enough, maybe, and oh, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so it got infected, and then they had to do it all again, like pull it all off, clean it all again. Yeah, yeah, and when which is healing, real bad for the healing Yeah, but then the surgeon like 11 weeks later he's like yeah it's good to go I was like sweet it's what he said <laughs> and then went to Europe start racing like it's quite sore he's like yeah it will be sore because you haven't been using it I was like alright so then did like 4 races Like, I was starting to go alright but it wasn't strong mm. I couldn't my arm wasn't that strong but and then I was like racing a world cup and it hit a hole and it like Fully the bone bent, so like the plate, metal
1: plate just gave way and like bent. So you felt this bend, or so it just went
0: wrap, yeah,
1: and you could see your arm bending?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was not straight anymore. Oh, fuck yeah, but it was bent here, like full, full bend on the inside of like the radius
1: bone. Oh my god,
0: and then I was like, oh shit, well, I knew it was bent, but I was like kind of in denial, so I raced the next race anyway. But <laughs> With the bent arm, yeah, what well, was broken anyway,
1: so can't do much about it so how how do you like you said you have quite a few injuries then how do you deal with them like some people like well you couldn't do much about it you just want to get
0: better you
1: know yeah yeah but like mentally like do you just like you're a bit of a downer or you just like stay Mm. positive kind of like don't really think about Uh, it you get
0: down sometimes but you're always looking forward and trying to get back on the bike Mm. really Yeah, yeah normally too quick so kind of learned that a bit then with that even with because that surgeon told me but so I couldn't have listened to anyone else you know but then I kind of um, pretty careful with who I trust with injuries now yeah yeah and I'll try and go to a, a specialist in a bigger city rather than and just trust someone that does a bit of everything
1: okay yeah. and that's what I, something that you learned quite quickly then is not to just like
0: yeah after the, the next year as well I had trouble as well so okay yeah Okay.
1: But, but um yeah,
0: yeah and you just have to look forward to the next race and put in the training and stuff mm. yeah.
1: yeah but yeah. uh so so what you recovered back from from your injuries now you're kind of going into what we're up to like what 20 2010 20 like 12. Or
0: something? nah yeah 20 2011 i missed half the season and then 2012 i was just got fit again like because it took quite a long time because I was like after that first break I was like well I'm gonna give it more time because mm. 11 weeks was obviously not
1: enough and and this like, but how, how does the relationship work with the team then so when you was like no the team just said oh see you later let us more. know when you're ready nah
0: the, <laughs> they let me go oh right so I was meant to get a certain contract or whatever and then they just paid it out like a small amount said thanks
1: and they don't. So how, how does the the actual? How do they actually reach out to? You? Is it like an email, call you, have a sit down? Like, what
0: about the injury, or
1: or just about letting you go? Yeah, they just sent me an email and said that's All right.
0: Oh, I think he called me, but. Oh, yeah. I fair, fair enough. Like I'd only just signed for them, mm. so it wasn't like they had something to go by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do you what do you do then? You just straight out on the phone and just back to work, pretty much. Yeah and then uh did a lot of trail building work okay yep. so you're back you come back here yeah yeah yep. i built trails in um i built trails in chile in portugal and here in new zealand hmm.
1: yeah and how, how do you go out there
0: and start doing those Just well we had this guy that was this job that came up from this american guy that had all these properties around the world and wanted to build mountain bike parks okay so i was pretty lucky and then i had those jobs so i kind of was
1: lucky to have those jobs oh mean, just he just gives you a call yeah what you up to bro
0: yeah come out build some trails yeah yeah, yeah. well new zealand guy contract to him build all the trails for him
1: mm. yeah so then i work for them okay
0: yeah so And then that kind of set me up like i saved enough money to
1: buy my first house doing that so you, while i was trying to become a pro rider so just to break it down so you've kind of like spent all this time in working in the mines, you've got yeah. all your money. You've gone to Europe, got yeah. yourself a small contracts, worked and and yeah, yeah. been successful. Got let go, and then you go work on the trail, making more money. So you've kind yeah, of yeah done the pro stuff for a bit, then gone back, then gone. Yeah, and yeah I was
0: just working in the winters mainly.
1: Okay, or or in the off
0: season. So in the summer, New Zealand summer. Okay, but okay. European winter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and then, then just work a lot when not working. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you don't. So you never really had like a. Oh well, I guess now is different. But back then you're kind of like. I guess you're you're doing your season right? and you're, you know, traveling around and then you're going to work. Yeah. For after the winter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You don't have a winter break. You have a winter. No. No. Work.
0: You go back to work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't do that now. But I used to. Mm. Yeah. So what? So so when when does it become like um, kind of like full on full time then? Uh pretty much started
0: from twenty thirteen. Okay. And then I signed for a German company, Bulls, mm. Bulls Bikes, and then did three years with them. Yeah. And how was being a being a full time pro? Uh, it was pretty good, eh? Yeah. So th- that's what I worked for the whole time. And but th- there's always the little things that are not quite right. Like it's not like you you're traveling around with your mates because mm. it's um, you're in a team of guys that you didn't choose. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like. Living with your workmates,
1: okay. Yeah, (laughs) even if you don't like them and stuff. Yeah, you've got no choice. So you just
0: yeah. But you get used to it, and then you get used to life on the road, and then you just learn to deal with different people. Yeah. Mm. And what about like? Sometimes it's annoying, sometimes it's not. But then (laughs) you figure out your way to get around it, yeah. Mm.
1: And it's it's
0: good. Teaches you a lot,
1: I think. And what what about like um training like what 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 do you st- what do you do? do you do anything differently throughout the years or is it just like just uh yeah it has got on...
0: more and more specific i think
1: i see are you working with coaches or
0: yeah we're just been working with coach the last two years and then just changed to another one now so just starting kind of a lot of specific mountain bike stuff and okay road bike gym whatever
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so let, let's talk about so you so you with gt gt factory
0: Racing, yeah. Racing, yeah. So, so I've w- been with them since twenty sixteen. Okay. And pretty, pretty good to get onto that program. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So how did that? How did that one come about?
0: Uh they just messaged me, and then uh, I went to see them at
1: the bike show, like Eurobike Bike Show. Okay.
0: And then talked to them there, and then they're st- still interested. So I was like, sweet.
1: So how, how does it work from? I'm interested in how it works from their perspective. So they just have like, I guess a a list of riders they potentially want to work with and they just ping out messages and then invite you over and then just might want to make a decision or is it like, how do they go about doing that kind of stuff? Or, or how do you uh, think yeah, that Yeah, they of
0: would have a list of riders they want to talk to and they'd send them an email or like someone's always got someone's number because mm. it's a small, small world in the, within the sport. Yeah, yeah. So they would get in touch with them or their manager. Some riders have a manager. Um, and then speak to them. And see if they're interested to talk, and then go and talk, and then maybe a second talk or whatever, and go from there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, what what's the what do you think they are choosing? Yeah, they're choosing like personality styles, like a depends on or the sort of team they're building.
0: Based. So, they obviously I think they want me because I've a bit more personality and do more than just racing. So that then they want a bit of that, and then they have the other guys like full-on races and so they choose the different uh, attributes for each rider really depending on the team some teams just go for the best results yeah 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 but then I think you need a bit of both Mm.
1: yeah and it creates a balance within the team as well so 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 then when did uh, we need to focus on a section of your most famous stuff yeah your well you can probably explain the the, the, the big youtube instagram stuff that yeah you or like every, the the wheelie wednesday videos which are like a a thing like when i when i kind of did all my research about you that was the one thing that would come up on like like international yeah, psyching press yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff so what how
0: did that all come about Ah, uh, well i always used to do wheelies a lot even when i'd go to school like when i was younger i'd like try and wheelie to school every day or like there'd be a competition between my mate with wheelies when i would have been like 10 or 11 you know <laughs> and then um pretty much just kept doing it, and then started doing a little bit of my own video stuff and released a couple of videos while i was doing that trail building trips and stuff um so that was like win tv which is also my like interview channel that i do now mm. um and then now then it came social media and i just started putting out little clips each week like just started i was like why don't i did one and a lot of people watched it so i was like why don't i do that every week and
1: you picked a wednesday you were like yeah yeah, yeah. well it's sense. like
0: i saw that there was already really wednesday as a thing within uh, like moto gp or whatever but okay. like not like it wasn't that big and then it was kind of like all right well I'll start with that and I then love that. started doing it and then i was like I haven't stopped <laughs> that would have been like Probably start doing it 2014, so it's probably four years now. So, doing like, a video pretty much every week, yeah, yeah, without like probably missed two or three, sort of
1: right. in four years. So, how do you it's you are you like recording them per week, or yeah, have you got like a stack? Sometimes I have
0: a stack, and sometimes I have nothing, so then you're stressed to try and put yeah, a yeah. video up, <laughs> or you have to go and film it on Wednesday evening, mm.
1: yeah. So, then what so the the um the TV, so. Win TV. How did that one come about? Cuz you don't see this often. Like the thing, well, it's what's like, kind of yeah. you like it like athletes like performing, you know, and and in road and any kind of sport. You never really see anyone kind of like actively doing what you're doing with the Win TV stuff. It's kind of yeah, like you just they started. wait till the end they finish and then start yeah. doing presenting, but you're kind of like you've got Yeah, like, or
0: started doing it uh 2011, I think, or 2012 just started doing the videos and had a camera and edit them myself and post them up and then some of the websites to share them and then mm. the next year i had it doing i think 13 or 14 for a dirt magazine uk website and then did a few years for them doing every race just interviewing guys before the race or after the race yeah yeah and then it kind of grew the following and now i do it for pink bike and it's going pretty well mm. so average like 40,000 views or something on an interview video is pretty good you know it's quite hard to get people to watch an interview yeah 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 so what, what did you get what did you start doing it then was it you're doing it in because i kind of enjoy the get a bit more background story going on yeah. with the riders and have a couple of beers after the race or that sort of thing and people shit that deserve
1: it yeah yeah yeah. and do you think you, you have an edge over other presenters or journalists or people kind of want to do the same kind of thing uh,
0: quite often because they don't know what many of the writers or what's going on within the scene so they don't ask they're just asking strictly performance questions right which you're only going to get a
1: quite bland answer mm. so I can delve a bit deeper into a few backstories yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty much like like a, it, it, I mean, maybe people haven't seen it, but when you watch it, it's kind of like full-on like interview slash banter the whole way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a yeah. good laugh. Yeah, TV. it's
0: got a, a laugh, but you still get a bit more of a background story about the race as well, mm. which is good. And then people kind of like it because they see a bit more of the actual rider's personality, whereas you don't get that elsewhere because riders don't really open up.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, They're that's, there to that's,
0: race. It's a, they're there to perform, and then after that's done, then... yeah. They've got to represent the sponsor, and it's all mm. quite strict. But then, if you
1: know them, then you can really bring out a bit more of their personality. Mm. Do you think that? Because I was going to ask you about that. You know, most I guess most professional athletes, uh, whatever sport it is, are generally like super good at what they do. But personality-wise, they're kind of like locked down into the yeah. robotic kind of like same old answers. Like yeah, they don't they don't really
0: get to release any of their personality. Mm. A lot a lot of guys not in um, mountain biking so much but I learned a lot of sport you probably never see any personality
1: from the athlete because they're too focused on the job ahead yeah. a, ahead of them you know do you, think that, well, do you think that's like because they either they're just like locked away their personality somewhere else or, or maybe they just don't have one and it's just, just Some
0: some of them won't have one because they all they've ever done is that one thing right and they didn't really learn to speak to people or anything you know so but then others, it's it's locked away because they're too focused on mm. their own sport, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I don't know. I think it's pretty relaxed in the mountain bike world. Mm. I imagine
1: in the road it would be a bit different, but yeah, it'd be pretty serious. They're all
0: trying to recover, so yeah,
1: yeah, it's a bit yeah. Different again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. generally watching watching you know road cycling on TV yeah. is pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a from a perspective of them racing, and then yeah. sometimes interviews are not that interesting. And yeah, you, there's not that many characters. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's quite good in Mounted By, we've got a few characters, you know, different guys, so it's quite good. So, the, so that, that's what I want to ask about, Win TV. Win TV going to be something that you're going to keep doing? Yeah. Is hope- there any idea to do anything bigger, anything different or...? Well, hopefully keep doing it and
0: then uh, see what becomes of it. Yeah, then, yeah. And just roll from there. Yeah. Not like hoping to be anything or make it into anything, but just keep doing as it is at the moment and see if anything becomes of that so it's quite good yeah yeah yeah
1: so um what what, what does it mean to be like a because like, I've been in New Zealand what like nearly a year coming up in March yeah and you know I've experienced the country it's kind of like on a different level to to most places I've ever been to before just because of the diversity of the places I've been to the types yeah, of people yeah. you end up meeting the I know it's just just it's 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 you've got to be here to understand it you know like some people said to me i remember reading about like i don't know it's almost like going back in few back in the past when you come yeah. to new zealand because some places are just like yeah, yeah it's so like far out of the stuff. way
0: and the people are still living how they did years
1: ago mm. and um so you know what is it what do you what is being like in new zealand like riding and and being a kiwi kind of mean Ah, uh, well it's just probably the. Best country in the world to live, I think.
0: Like it, it we've got everything here that we need, and um, all the best landscape, different landscapes within an hour's drive, sort of thing. Mm. So you can ride all this different stuff, and probably the best place to ride a mountain
1: bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one thing I was gonna ask about. Some people, yeah, banging about mountain biking here. Is would you say New Zealand is 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 because you live here, you know mountain yep. biking here, you know it's probably the best place. Um, to ride mountain bike um does the rest of the world know as well or is it kind of, like uh, a bit of a more and secret? more
0: now yeah so i think more and more people are coming to new zealand to ride their bike yeah and just to see the country as well like tourism's massive now and mountain biking
1: is bringing a lot of these tourists as well so because when so rotorua for example like yeah, it's some, so busy now some people rate that as one of the best yeah it would know,
0: be one of the best like single track towns in the world Mm. for sure yeah yeah because there's a hundred and i think it's 140 kilometers of trail right next to the city you know yeah yeah. yeah. and you can ride from your place there's not that many places like that in the world with that much Mm. yeah so you're proud you're
1: proud kiwi yeah you got to be proud to be from new zealand it's a good place yeah um so what What's what's um What's the kind of plan for you then? Like, what's what's like the, the new season all about? You know, you're, you're saying you've got a coach now. You're you're on. Yeah, yeah. just
0: put in the training and um,
1: start preparing for this, the race season. So do you do you, do you go ahead and target um, certain races and and, and positions uh, and
0: not too kind of much. Just just go from there and get ready for the start of the season. If try and kick it off well, you know. Yeah, yeah. It starts in New Zealand this year, so it's pretty. Pretty good for that with the crankworks mm. and Rotorua, and then that's a pretty big one for us, so try and kick it off strong there.
1: Oh, I nearly forgot cyclocross. Yeah, what was that all about? Like, I, I used to watch cyclocross loads, I've raced it, I've been to um, some of the races in Belgium as yeah, because yeah. like the UK is so close to it too. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of the scenes I've, I've loved for the winter. Um, yeah, yeah, but th- what, what, so how did this oh, so maybe just describe what the race is about for so people that don't know? Um, the, the the race that you went to.
0: Well, it was a big uh, one of the big biggest Belgian races, I think, because part of the Super Prestige Series, which is like probably, if not the biggest one off mm. in Belgium. And, and then it's all the pro level, so it's like pretty much same level as a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's in the, in deep sand. <laughs> it's pretty pretty full on. that so uh, w- I I did one cyclocross race in Munich the year before like around uh october but it was so it was completely dry and it was like amateur I event mean. mm. but it was still quite big quite a big one and i was like all right this is pretty actually pretty fun because i'd never ridden a cross bike until i did the first lap of practice and then i was like all right and then they line up for the grid straight away and then it was like straight into it one lap practice because <laughs> i didn't know that that you needed to come for the morning practice or whatever yeah yeah and i was wondering at this race they like raced around to get a start grid mm. And i was wondering why they're going so fast and they had to line up at the back oh so this is in the race in munich you yeah about. yeah yeah and then so i did that and then that was qualifying for the next race so i managed to come through and get to second i think and then i knew that if i get a good start in the race then i'll be fine yeah because yeah. i could jump all the barriers and stuff mm. so then i was like oh it's actually pretty fun so so why don't i try one of the proper ones <laughs> and just went straight in the deep end to the, like the one of the biggest ones and it was in zonhoven in belgium and it was in the snow as well it was sand but there was snow overnight quite a lot so i was like all right yeah i've really threw myself in the deep end
1: for that one and this is no one like telling you you gotta go do this race no no just just my
0: team's team manager's based in belgium and then shimano had an idea like where they can do a video about it and they've done a video so it should come out soon and then okay um I didn't know really anything about riding cyclocross so yeah, I just yeah. went there and tried it and I didn't all those guys they were running like special tires and everything I didn't know any of this stuff
1: so or were you just given a bike to, to, to go and yeah use? I had a
0: have a GT bike
1: my bike's like a gravel bike road bike so I just use that and no way so you weren't using like a proper well CX it's, kind of setup up with a yeah I didn't I didn't even finishes. have
0: didn't have the right gearing or anything because they were like, oh yeah, we have a small chainring. I was like, oh right, <laughs> yeah, I probably need that.
1: Yeah, because I saw I saw the video and 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 riding on sand is. I mean, I've only it's done some small yeah. sections, but you kind of like you just have to give your bike over to the sand, right? Or yeah, you just have... got to lean back and let it go. Mm-hmm. Right? So so what, I want to know everything about this race because it is. Yeah, well, like in terms of level, you're talking like, you, you're you in yeah, Belgium, it was a world level, yeah. the, they said the home of, like, Cyclops. Cyclops. Yeah, you've got and all,
0: I was like, well, why not go and try the hardest one, you know, or the one of, and I watched, like, a couple of them on YouTube, because after I'd done that one, I kind of got into it, so I started watching some of the replays, and then I saw that one, I was like, shit, that looks pretty hectic, yeah where it has the big sand downhills and then run ups on the other side mm. and I was like alright give that one a go yeah yeah and, and it like fitted day. into the time schedule that I was going to be in Europe in in December so it worked out and then I
1: just suddenly I was entered but the, the thing is with cross as well it's like this is like one hour all yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. doing like what? I wasn't prepared for it yeah yeah like what 10-12 yeah, laps of the same course yeah yeah
0: I wasn't ready for that but <laughs> But the Shimano guy said, if I can do two laps, I've done well. So was,
1: Okay, they've got the footage, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he said, if, if I've done two laps, then for the 80% rule, you got to be within 80% of the leader. And okay. he's like, yeah, well. you've done well if you do two laps. I was
1: like, sweet. Well, I did two laps, and then they, I could keep going. So I was like, all right, that's good. And, the, and, laps. and to explain the 80% rule, that's kind of like, you have to be, within. Cause if a, you're not, they pull you out right
0: yeah pull you out of the race and then the leader was already 25 seconds i think up on the first lap on the second place yeah so he was dominating the race so then i was like i i was doing all right for where i started from you know but i was pretty tired quick because there's mm. heaps of running yeah, so yeah i right. don't do any
1: running really what about the start the start is the, the, the 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 most chaotic kind of yeah thing, right? i kind of like the start though it was good yeah because i I
0: got an all right start like i can sprint hmm. but um maybe not for a long time (laughs) but the the start was kind of sweet because you sprint and if you're at the back it was 60 something riders i think and so then the first corner is a big bottleneck anyway so then you slow right down and i pretty much recovered yeah yeah, yeah. so the start was fine but then and i got around a few people and then they were passing me back at the end of the first lap along along the flat bit (laughs) But yeah, it was sick going down the uh, sand hill the first time mm. in front of a Would have been big crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, similar Belgium's to what I race in a downhill race, or, mm. or bigger, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: if you've ever been to like a, a Belgium cyclocross race, they are packed. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Like, of, we're talking like five, yeah. six people deep yeah, cowbells yeah. go in, you know.
0: Normally not the place for a beginner.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a go now, so now I have to try another one. Mm. So yeah. you finished as well? You finished, you got your... what place did you finish? Oh, i got 43rd i think okay so i beat a couple of guys i was like sweet that's good yeah yeah i didn't want to be like embarrassed you know like the last guy by miles or anything and i wasn't that so it was fine but if, if i got smoked like that then i would have been like quite gutted because mm. then you like you look like a bit of a joke you know but i beat a couple of guys so i was like sweet that's good mm. well one
1: race it's your first big yeah yeah and i don't know race. how to even do half this stuff yeah yeah like just same field as world champs and yeah yeah, yeah, i just got the
0: um the pedals and the shoes for the on the morning of the race and just set up the shoes because i don't i normally wear more of a gravity shoe than Mm -hmm. those ones so we got it all set up and then did a couple of laps and i was like all right into it so so but i'm not very good at carrying the bike or dismounting it quickly yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a uh, technique to learn they were laughing on the side <laughs> but they were loving it because i did a couple of wheelies in the race yeah yeah so it was a good crowd mm. yeah so what are you going to do more yeah i'll try and do a couple more maybe in end of 2019 All Right. fit a couple in should be about cycling through by that point as well so
1: maybe i'll catch a. yeah catch yeah. A... <laughs>
0: yeah oh it's pretty fun actually you, I just needed to do a bit more fitness but we started doing some, did a decent um, block of road riding up to the new year so it was good. Yeah, I saw yeah. on
1: your Instagram you're doing a, doing a lot, of. so is this part of your training plan now to just do more base uh, stuff? Yeah,
0: or? kind of just kick off the base training, mm. yeah. But we did, yeah, we did 170k on Chris, uh, New Zoo, mm. so it was the longest ride for the year. And uh, re- we went around the mountain and two climbs up there's three climbs up but the boys weren't keen for the third one yeah
1: yeah alright but yeah that's it that's it yeah that's it um well man seriously thanks for taking time out and sitting in your lovely garden telling me about you know what happened out here yeah all those years ago yeah um, no problem seriously oh, appreciate it man
0: pleasure and uh, enjoy your ride through New Zealand yeah yeah, yeah. Well, New Zealand and back home yeah yeah <laughs> well you got a little way to go yeah 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 probably well, probably a bit more adventurous through well, um, asia or wherever you go maybe yeah maybe i'll find out but no, uh, new zealand's all pretty safe
1: yeah well i don't know there'll be some experiences anyway mm. that's what it's all about well i guess i'll probably see you maybe in europe then yeah back in back in munich yeah sweet right.
0: thanks win yeah cheers thanks for
1: listening guys and thank you to win for seriously dude thank you for allowing me to come over talk to you giving up your time it's an absolute fucking honor to actually come over and talk with someone who does something amazing every season has had an amazing career so far and it's just a super pleasure to talk to um i'm having so much fun doing this podcast stuff and uh dude good luck for the the season coming up uh, i hope you absolutely smash it with your with your team um uh, and just don't break any more bones please i can't deal with that uh, hearing that stuff anymore guys also thanks for listening um thanks for sharing it thanks for helping this thing grow i'm having seriously so much fun doing this i didn't realize when i first started this out as an idea that it would actually you know it's not become massive but it's become something so interesting to do and everyone's so keen to actually talk to me and share their kind of stories as well so i hope from when i leave auckland when I hit Sydney, and I've just put my flights to do that on the 6th, 7th of March, uh, which will be a whole new chapter for me. It will be like solo, on my own, riding a bike, with all my kit, and I'll be talking to people on the way. There's so many interesting people in Sydney, Adelaide, uh, Perth, all on the way that I want to talk to, and, uh, and, and anyone that's actually given up the time for this show, uh, super thank you. It's it's, it's I mean, it's really hard to actually put into words You know, when someone actually says, yeah, cool, come over. I'll spend two hours with you talking about X, Y, Z um, and allow you to publish it and share it and create your own content out of it so super thanks for everyone that's listened and everyone that still shares it and everyone that's still involved and everyone that's keen to hear more Um, I really, really do appreciate it and you know if you want to leave a review post me a little message you know maybe even get a postcard if you're lucky then uh, follow me on Instagram at Pedaling and just follow the story unfold Uh, I've got some really interesting ideas as well for what to do on the other little kind of like weekly show I'm going to do which is me talking to you guys Uh, I'm thinking of actually just giving people a random call who are involved in bikepacking and sharing a bit of advice and insight and stuff like that so if you're interested in bikepacking stuff that will be a cool show to listen to as well Uh, and just you know seriously thanks to everyone for for being involved uh, and even listening it's um it's grown into something quite exciting for me uh, that I never really expected it to And, um, and that's all to everyone really so thank you have a nice well have a nice weekend see you later